Welcome to the Brand Led Podcast. We're your hosts, Kane Baker and Lisa Dondreo, co-founders of the branding studio, Baker Creative. We're on a mission to help you gain clarity in your brand and fulfillment in your work life. From strategy to visuals and beyond, we're arming you with bite-sized branding insights to help you build and grow a brand-led business. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Brand Led, where we share practical branding tips to help you guys attract high-value clients. And today, we want to dive right in and talk about the problem that you guys as service providers solve for your customers. And we'll also be chatting about why it's so important to become known for solving a specific problem. As I say, a big warm welcome to brand strategist and co-host, Lisa. How are you doing? I'm good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. Thank you for that very warm introduction, Kane. <laughs> sure. Uh, so when it comes to building your brand, usually the aim is to become known for something specific and memorable. And to be honest, most of us don't really pay that much attention to a brand until we have a problem that we need solved. Yeah, 100%. Look, I'm not really paying too much close attention to an accounting or law firm until I guess I have a need for the skills, right? Yes. And, um, you know, recently (laughs) I've been paying a lot of attention to baby brands because um, we're expecting a little bub in October. But, um, you know, previously I was barely paying attention to them and now I'm noticing all the ads and all all the brands. It's pretty difficult to ignore when their ads are all over your feed. Um, (laughs) I think we may need to look into getting maybe different IP address now. But (laughs) anyway. Maybe. Um, So something that I noticed along the way is that, you know, there are some brands in particular that have done an excellent job at becoming related to the problem that they solve. Okay. Uh, so, for example, if I said to you, Kane, I just cut my finger, um, <laughs> what would you offer me? Uh, a tissue, probably. Um, <laughs> a but tissue. No, no. Look, I'd, I'd give you a Band-Aid yes. to stop the bleeding, yeah? Yes. And if I had a headache, what would you offer me? A Panadol. Yes. Or if I said I was hungover, probably not um, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, probably a Panadol and <laughs> um, maybe a Barocca to get some, you know, vitamin C back or hydrate yourself or even an early morning donut kebab or big breakfast. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I was thinking Barocca. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so these brands, you know, Band-Aid, Panadol, Barocca, they've all become synonymous with the problems that they solve. You know, um, recently we were looking to buy a new vacuum vacuum cleaner um, and I was reading some Dyson reviews online and I was <laughs> really confused because there was a review title that said, best Hoover ever. And I was like, oh, she must have. On made- the Dyson website? Um, I think it was like, it was maybe a Google review or yeah, okay. I don't know where I was reading yeah. it, but it was in a, the Dyson like vacuum cleaner section, right? It was for a specific vacuum cleaner. And she was yeah. like, best Hoover ever. And I was like, oh, she must have maybe accidentally posted this Typo, in the yeah. Dyson reviews. <laughs> or maybe she thinks she bought a Hoover. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but then I read her whole review and I realized that she was using Hoover, which is a brand name, in the place of the word vacuum. Yeah. Um, which I found interesting because it's not really something that I would use. Yeah, it's funny how I hoovered it has become a you know a synonym for cleaning slash vacuuming, and I guess especially in overseas in the UK. Yeah. Um, but I you know the same idea goes for googling something or you know an image being photoshopped. Yeah, exactly. Google and Photoshop obviously being brand names. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so in brand building, memorability really is the name of the game. Sorry. You want to become known for something specific so that people file you away in their minds relating to a specific problem. Yeah, and I guess tying your brand to a problem you solve provides plenty of opportunities for people to recall you when someone asks, oh, do you know 
the name as someone who can help me to get, uh, say, more leads or uh, fix, maintain or fix my garden or whatever your speciality is? Yes. So when you're trying to identify the problem that you solve, you want to make sure that you're using language that most people understand. You know, for example, if you're an SEO expert, some of your audience might know exactly what SEO means, but, you know, you leave other people with a blank expression when you say, I'm an SEO specialist, Mm. right? So, In that example, you might frame the problem you solve as something around helping people to get more leads um, through search engines to make it more accessible, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So as you start to identify some of the problems that your clients face, something else that you might notice is that what they say they want and what they what actually motivates them to buy are quite different. So when someone says to you, uh, I need support in cooking meals for my family, that's what they say that they want, right? No, mm. I'm super busy, don't have time, all those things. Yeah. But the deeper problem and what will probably actually motivate them to pay for your services is often based on an emotional need. So they might feel overwhelmed or tired or like a failing parent. Yeah, someone might say, I need help automating my business systems. But maybe they're actually seeking time freedom or maybe they're worried that that they're juggling too many balls and one's likely to drop. Yes. So it's important to recognize both those surface level problems are things that they say that they need and also that emotional need or desire too. Um, You want to be able to meet your audience where they are by stating that surface level problem. But you want to make sure that they know that you understand them by tapping into those emotional desires as well. And I suppose by identifying, you know, both levels of problem, you can really give, um, it'll give you the basis for that PASS copywriting formula as well, which is an acronym. Your favorite. <laughs> I think it's every copywriter's favorite. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's widely used. And yeah. the acronym actually stands for Problem Agitation Solution. If you haven't heard of it before, um, start using it in your copy. So that means you would start with the problem, then you would agitate the problem, which, you know, in this instance, the agitation would be where you'd bring in that emotion. Um, you know, how not having resolved that problem is making your audience feel and all the associated, you know, spin-off problems associated mm. with that core one. And then to complete the formula, then you'd introduce your solution. So problem, agitation, solution, um, really helpful copywriting formula if you're ever writing, um, you know, mm. anything. Yeah. <laughs> really. Awesome. Awesome. So, We know we need to identify the problem we solve, both on a surface level and an emotional level. Mm -hmm. But what if we solve several problems? What should we do then? Um, Because sometimes picking just one problem to focus on can be difficult. Yes, I know. (laughs) It can be. Um, The thing is, you don't really want to overcomplicate your message, which is why picking that one key problem to focus on is really important. So, You might offer multiple services under one brand. Um, You might solve multiple problems, but you really want to be able to identify one core problem that encompasses all of your service offerings at a brand level, you know, and you want to be able to focus on the problem that is for your customer, most painful, most costly, most annoying um, to lead with. So that doesn't mean that you don't help with those other problems, but you want to be able to lead with the one that is, I suppose, Mm. the most annoying, expensive yeah. For them. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I guess when we think about Panadol, it's not just for headaches. It's for all pains, but yeah. it's far more memorable for them to speak to that specific problem rather than just general pain. Yes, exactly. And that's why when someone says, I have a headache, you offer them a Panadol yeah. um, because they've done some great advertising around that. <laughs> but obviously they do. They It's just pain relief, right? Yeah. Um, so 
pick a problem that your ideal customer has, you know, no time to solve, that's costing them time, that's costing them money, that's making them go crazy, um, that they need to solve fairly urgently. Um, and that's generally the one that you should lead with. Mm. Yeah. And I guess zooming out a little bit, just in general, mm. you know, being able to uh, articulate your message clearly is a super critical part of building your brand. You know, the more you repeat a clear message, the more likely you are to be remembered and recalled when someone needs your services, right? Exactly. So we'll leave the episode there for today. I hope you enjoyed chatting through. Um, I did. <laughs> Thank you for asking. The the problem that you solve for your customers. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes it can be difficult to pinpoint for people. Um, mm. Sometimes it's super obvious and sometimes it needs a little bit of unpacking. So yeah. we really appreciate your time today and hope you enjoyed the topic. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please don't forget to share it with them. Be a friend and, uh, and uh, give this a share. Yeah. And as always, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>